continuing on the subject of uh, a prayer, and today we're going to look, oh Mike, you could go on this type of prayer for, for a long, long time, but the prayer of intercession, let's understand it a little better. Um, you know, there's not one prayer that's more important than another. The the most important one is the one that's that the Holy Spirit leads you to pray. Uh, and and I was thinking about uh, saying these, how that the purpose of learning that there are different types of prayers is not so that we get to uh, you know analytical about it and we think okay you know so what prayer do i need to pray now or what prayer you, but rather that we see that there are diverse types of prayers and and we can yield to the holy spirit to the right prayer to pray at different times but the important thing is that we pray and we learn more by doing it than really by studying it, even though it's good to study and, and to see what the Bible has to say about prayer. Uh, but uh, the main, main ingredient is just really uh, yielding to the Lord and being aware that we're sp spending time with Him. And he, he uh, comes with us and he helps us and takes hold with us, you know. Without the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. Uh, so anyway, we're going to look at the prayer of intercession a little bit tonight. Ezekiel 22, we're going to read verse 30. Uh, this is the prophet Ezekiel, and he's talking about uh, well, by the Holy Spirit, he's writing, and he said, the Holy Spirit, uh, God himself is saying, I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. That's really sad. It's really sad that the Lord would be looking for a type of man, and he found none. Uh, may it not be said of us, you know, today. Um, and, of course, the, we have the greatest example of the intercessor, which is Christ Jesus, our Lord. And... He filled that that gap, but he, however, that does not take from the fact that the Lord looks for men and for women that will be able to intercede and will be able to pray. Amen. And uh, I'm glad that you're getting it over here, and that's okay. I'm gonna read it from my Bible tonight. Um, Let's go to 1 Timothy 2, 1. This is a very important scripture. Mark it if you, don't, if you haven't marked it. Because you see there's a hedge, or there's a gap between men and God. And 
and, so, and it has to be filled so that there can be reconciliation between God and man. And so intercession produces that. Uh, and there's, you know, there's, well, let me not get ahead of myself. We'll get there. First Timothy 2.1. It's a scripture that we read often uh, and we're f familiar with. Let me find. Let me find it here. First Timothy two one, uh, and it says, "I exhort, therefore." So, it says that first. So that should be priority when the Lord says, "Put this first, right?" Uh, that first of all. Supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Wow. You know, I've told you before, I had people in my family that if they told you they prayed for you, you knew they did. Because I, I was with them enough that that's what they did every day. And, you know, there were great examples for me as I, as I got older and realized. And uh, the, this particular aunt, the only fault she had is that she did it before the meal. And, <laughs> and oh my goodness, uh, it's like, okay, you prepare this good food and I'm ready to eat it. You know, you're eight years old and you're hungry because you played yourself hungry. <laughs> it was in the summer. Anyway, praise the Lord. And she's praying literally for everybody in the family. And then when you think you're done, then she's taking on the missionaries. <laughs> so anyway, praise the Lord. But when she told you, she was my grandmother's uh, sister. When she told you she'd pray for you, but you just, I just visualized her right before the meal. And I tell you, she was fervent about it, you know. And, and let me tell you, there was a lot of the time, during that time, that her husband was not saved. But he was such a respectful, honorable man who loved her so that he endured that long prayer. <laughs> Even though he was hungry. <laughs> Because he so loved and respected her and did not complain. Anyway, praise the Lord. Uh, so right here, how are we going to pray for all men? Except by the help of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and of course then he says, for those that are in authority, for kings. We must not skip that. Um, the Lord is needing our prayers. So, so let's go on and, and, um, and see some things about the prayer of intercession. Um, we see here, we saw that in 1 Timothy 2. Actually, let's go to Ephesians 6, 18. We've looked at this before. Um, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And then the Apostle Paul says, and pray for me too, 
that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Do you want to know what to pray for for your pastor? This is one scripture. We could give you some more. Maybe one day we'll take about that. But pray these. Pray Ephesians 6, 19. Amen. Uh, so praise the Lord. We see here again that there's prayers, supplications, and then intercessions, which is read. And that is what we're going to uh, be focusing tonight. But intercession, like we said, is one of the types of prayers. The Holy Spirit will lead us to pray the prayer of intercession if we will allow him. He is looking for those that are ready to yield to him, to make up the hedge, as we read in Ezekiel 22, and to stand in the gap for someone else. I think this will help us today. Uh, so learning to flow with the Holy Spirit is the key f to be able to make effective prayer. Uh, in other words, we don't do it. Um, we don't do it by ourselves. Cannot pray effectually just, you know, out of out of the force of your mind. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to flow with Him. So learning to flow with Him is very important, and it's not difficult. Say that with me. It's not difficult. Say, it's not difficult for me to flow with the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is within your spirit. And he is there for us to yield to him. So it's important that we do not, uh, I mean, if we want to learn, I, this was not in my notes, but the Lord's bringing it up, so I'm going to give it. Pastor says, rabbit trails. No, I'm just flowing with the Holy Ghost. So, amen. Uh, so, so, you know, if we're going to yield to him in the bigger things, we need to learn, or we need to start in the small things. You're never going to do the bigger things if we don't do the little things and are happy with doing the little things. You know, just the little checks. Don't, don't do that. You know? I mean, uh, I, mean am I the, the... No, I don't believe I'm the only one. But just, just little things. Now you're going to think this is such a woman thing. But anyway, you go to Walmart or Dylan's, you put your cart back. You don't just leave it. Because it's an act of love. Because you're not selfish. Oh, well, it's, it was windy and it was snowing. Well, uh, still the same thing. Even more because it's got to be in the way. It can cause an accident. Or it can cause somebody not to have a parking space, because, you know. So maybe a little thing. Uh, or, or you're at a store or something. Something falls and drops. Well, you pick it up and, and put it back. Right? I mean, they're little, little things. Um, 
little, we, we learn in the little things. You know, um, how we treat one another, how we treat our husbands or our wives. You know, the platform of marriage is a great uh, area to learn how to walk in the, in the God kind of love and not be selfish. God has called us to put others before ourselves. Is that scripture? Amen. Amen? And so, um, boy, I tell you, the Holy Spirit will tell you, pay, pay, pay attention to your husband, honor him. If, he, if it's something that he asks you to do, don't postpone it. Amen? Oof. Well, we've all had to be corrected, but we receive the correction. Amen? So, um, we, can, we can say all day that we love the Lord, but we show how much we love the Lord by the way that we love one another. The way that we love those, those that the Lord has put in our lives. Amen? So as we do that, it'll be easier to learn to flow with the Holy Spirit and obey his voice. So um, let, let, let me get a little further over here. Let's go to 1 John 3.18. Uh, 1 John 3.18. Something was happening with these. Um, and so I'm glad you turned it off because I was seeing elephants a while ago. <laughs> You go to what? Yeah, they don't. They don't. We don't understand sometimes what happens there. First John three eighteen. Um, this is this this is the most most important ingredient of the prayer of intercession. It's going to speak to all of us, um, and is that it is the ingredient of love. To pray the prayer of intercession, the ingredient of love is the most important. We talked about a little bit, but I didn't cover the whole thing, uh, the prayer of supplication, but we talked about desire and to have a fervent desire, if you recall. Uh, well, sometimes the prayer of supplication and, and of intercession are very, very similar. But in intercession, there's one main ingredient, and that is love. The love that 1 Corinthians 13 talks about. And, and so to have effective, Holy Spirit-inspired intercession, that, that, then it's, go, it's going to be born of, out of love. You see, you have to love people. God so loved the world. He's the greatest example of the Father. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You know, we're called to love people. And, and you know, I mean, who, who, who demonstrated greater love than Jesus? That gave his life for us out of love. He gave his life, life for, the, 
for the godly and the ungodly. He gave, you know what I mean, the, 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 the people that are easy to love and the people that are not so easy to love. He still gave his love. He gave his life. The ultimate sacrifice. It, it's, it's something I, I, I aspire to walk in greater love. But there's, the Bible says there's no greater love than these, that one should give his life for another. You know? Um, I realize sometimes when I meditate on those things that, that oh my goodness. And, and it's not that we're to pray that the Lord give us more, gives us more love because the Lord has shed his love in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, the Bible says. But we're to yield to love. Be reminded to love. Look at the examples uh, from the Lord to love. Amen. We we need to be reminded so that we so that we do love. It's too easy, and it, hap it happens to me. I think it, ha it might happen to you too. Maybe you're more perfect. <laughs> but sometimes it's easy to to find yourself that you're just um, you know. Let's just call it as it is, selfish. You know, just unaware. Well, let me put it that way, because I don't think any of us uh, wants to um, yield to selfishness, but it's too easy to be unaware, you know, of, of others. And so 1 John 3.18 is a beautiful scripture, and it says, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed, in other words, in action, and in truth. Amen? Uh, so it's not just words. It's easy to say, I love you, isn't it? But then is the demonstration of it. It's doing it in... in, in in truth and in action. Amen. And the Lord has called us to that. Love is not just a feeling. It's an action. Amen. Uh, and, and so intercession is mot motivated by, by fervent love, by true love. And uh, sometimes... You know, some of you are very familiar with these. Others may not, never have experienced it. That's, that's all right. Uh, you know, we grow in the Lord, and I'm not saying everybody should do it. But sometimes intercession, uh, it, it will be accompanied with uh, whip, weeping and, and groaning and sighing. You know, sometimes we the groups that, that uh, we meet together, um, we don't necessarily say, we've learned not to say, Lord, we've, we're just going to intercede. Because the, he knows the type of prayer we need to pray. But there's times we'll, we'll get to a point in prayer that we know we're in intercession. You know, and we don't know who necessarily are we praying for. Sometimes we do. And and, and before you know it, you 
you know, you're doing what the Bible talks about, and we're going to see that scripture. So you don't think that these things are strange. Uh, but, you know, whether the prayer is loud or quiet is not more effective because it's louder or more quiet. But because there's times you're not going to be able to be loud. But then there's times when you, when you can you know, because you're not going to be attracting attention to yourself or disturbing anybody else. You may be alone or, or among a group of people that understand with you what you're doing, and they may be doing it too. Amen? And so what matters is that we're praying out of our heart, that we're yielding to the Holy Spirit. Amen? It's, it's like... We, we experience these many times in prayer that, that it is our goal to get into the heart of God because, because we want, uh, you know, in, in prayer, we want to have his heart for the people that we're praying for. We, we want to be full of what his thoughts are, and his wants are, and what his goal is. Amen? So, so our goal is to get in the heart of God, and, and then he'll start putting his love in the inside of us. You know, uh, like I said, by principle, he's already shed the, 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 the love of God in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. But then we have to walk it out. You see, we have to, like we said a while ago, we have to yield to it. And it, take, it, 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 it takes time. I want, maybe at this point I'm going to do it. I brought these because I was reading these. And, um, and it, it spoke to me. I had, I had forgotten about it. I read it a long time ago. But I wanted to, to share this with you. And of course, this was a long time ago that this happened. And you have to um, bear with how things were written and the light that they had about some things regarding the Word of God. Because light stands for development. And so the church has developed in understanding, right? And so this is talking about a man some of you may have heard about already. Uh, his name was David Brynard. Brynard. Now, the name that you know better was Brynard's father-in-law. He was Jonathan Edwards. He is well known. Uh, anyway, one praying man, I'm going to read this, one praying man who who burned with that kind of love that we're talking about was David Brynard. He was physically weak, but spiritually powerful, a powerful man of God spiritually, who made a mark for God on this nation more than 100 years ago. So that's a long time ago. Brynard lived for years in poor health. See, he... He didn't have the revelation of divine healing. But 
And apparently he died at an early age from consumption, that is tuberculosis, as you know. In spite of failing health, he labored for the Lord among the Native Americans in the forests of northern Pennsylvania. Uh, so you may have heard about him being from Pennsylvania. Pardon me? Yes. On many a winter night, he went into the forest and knelt in the deep snow to pray. He interceded on behalf of the Indians until he was soaked with perspiration despite the frigid temperatures. God heard his prayers and sent a mighty revival among the Indians. Not only did God send that revival, but also in answer to Brainerd's prayers, he transformed the life of his father-in-law, Jonathan Edwards. Glory to God. You know, Jonathan Edwards was a mighty evangelist. Uh, Edwards had been a mighty prince of metaphysics. He was probably one of the mightiest thinkers that American had, America had ever produced. He was transformed into a flaming evangelist who preached, and you know that's what was preached back then. Again, we respect it. It was the, you know, just, just the, 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 what was going on. He preached on the subject of sinners in the hand of an angry God. We know he's not an angry God, but you know, the Lord used him. The people repented. Strong men in the audiences felt as if he preached until the floor of the church was falling out and they were sinking into hell. Many sprang from their seats and threw their arms around the pillars of the church while they cried to God for mercy. But look at that man, Brynard, David Brynard, how that he yielded to that kind of love and to that desire to see people come to the Lord. Glory to God from his heart. Uh, there's men, you know, many other examples that we have read uh, before that are challenging to our lives and that the Lord has used to be able to remind us, you know, they did it, we can too. It's easy to say, find fault with society. Find fault with people not getting it together. Find fault with, with all of that the devil is doing in people's lives. It's easy to talk about the condition of, of, of people. Uh, but how about praying the types of prayers that are going to bring change in the lives of men and women? You know, it doesn't take uh, rocket science to be able to, to make a proclamation, well, this is what's wrong with these people. But it takes surrendering to the love of God and a commitment to love people 
till we see them come out of the situation that they're in. You know? And so um, it's, it's that getting into the heart of God. Praise the Lord. Let's go to John 19. I invite you, by the way, but we're not going to go there tonight for the sake of time. But to read 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8 in the Amplified Bible. I love it in the Amplified. And, you know, that we all know that God's love is far superior to men's love. Uh, to a human love, I say. Because God's love is selfless. But you know, Brother Hagen taught us, put your name there. I remember one time, years ago, that I had the privilege to um, translate for my mother, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, and the Amplified, into Spanish, because there was not an Amplified in Spanish. There's still not, as far as I know. And, and so I... I um, translated it for her and I told her what we had learned from Brother Higgin put your name there where it says love is patient you know but Lydia is patient and is kind you know and so I wrote it down she was going through it she told me the next morning well maybe even that time we were having a you know fellowship in the Lord she says, Lydia, I never knew thee. This is a pastor's, faithful pastor's wife for, uh, for decades. But, but you see, a lot of the church does not know how the love of God acts. That it doesn't get offended. It doesn't take things personal. It doesn't take account to the wrong that it receives done by anybody. Wow. It, it transformed her life. Praise the Lord. Just like it did ours. But it, so I invite you to go there and then put your name there. And, and, and it's, it, as you read it. Uh, believing that that because that's the love of God that has been shed abroad in our hearts, and we willingly submit to it. Amen. To live to live that way, um, I know that I I still need to do it. To remind myself, Amen. To walk in it. Praise God. So John nineteen thirty. Did did we go there? John 19.30, what we're going to see here is, that I did want to bring this point, is that love never quits until a job is finished. Um, so this is what intercession, true intercession does. That it doesn't quit till you're done. And you may, there's some cases you may not get it done and, you know, if you only have 20 minutes to pray for a person. Okay, I'm not talking about works. I'm not talking about works or, or imposing on yourself something. But 
when you do work with the Holy Spirit, there are certain situations and certain people that you need to pray. What we learned, uh, what we were taught, is pray till you get a note of victory in your spirit. Till you're, you know, you either start rejoicing or you get a note of victory, like, okay, I'm done. You know? Uh, and the Lord will call you like that. And I remember when, um, and I've shared these before, when I had, uh, Jonathan was about a year old, and I received a call from Spain that they had to rush my dad to the hospital because he was uh, bleeding forcefully uh, when he uh, went to use the restroom. And so they took him, and yes, they found cancer and the colon. And uh, they called me. Uh, one of my sisters said, Lydia, pray, because the doctors told us they don't know if he's going to make it. So I got on the kitchen floor. We used to live in Barbara Lane and started to pray. And thank God the Lord kept Jonathan as a baby. Uh, he, he kept him supernaturally taking a long nap. Uh, because before I realized I'd been about two hours. But 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 then I I got victory. I got victory, glory to God. And you know my dad didn't even have to have chemo. And this has been thirty seven years ago. So he was 60, because he's 97 now. Uh, glory be to God. Never has had another incident. Praise God. Uh, glory be to God. Amen. It's, but I knew to stay, and I'm glad. I'm not saying that they didn't pray the way they knew, but they knew, call Lydia because she knows to pray in ways that we don't. And that's what they told me. You know. So anyway, I thank God for the Holy Ghost that I had been taught, that I had learned. So, so you know, um, this was really close to me, my dad. So the intensity of the love was there. I didn't have to fabricate it, you know. But what about if the Lord calls us to pray for somebody else that we're not so close to? If the Lord calls us, he's that whatever person, he or she, it's just as important to him. And if it's important to him, then it's important to me. Amen? As I'm, as I'm sharing this with you, I'm, I'm reminding myself and volunteering to the Lord. Because as I was studying this, the Lord brought a person uh, uh, to, my, uh, to my heart. 
to pray for them. Amen? But the, the point that I want to make here is that, is that love never quits until the job is finished. Amen? We don't quit. We get the job done. And the Lord always brings us to the end. And it's the, a victorious end. Amen? I mean, right then, that, there, that, that day praying for my dad, it had to be done now. You know, and like I said, supernaturally, the Lord, I mean, I, I, I didn't even call him. I was at home with Jonathan. He was at, at uh, uh, church. I didn't even, I, I, I didn't have time to call him and tell him what was going on. I just yielded to the Lord. Amen. And I pray the prayer of intercession and the prayer of pleading the case. Which, will, which they're very connected. We'll talk about it some other day. But I had a great case uh, that I brought before the Lord. You know, the Lord Jesus and I brought it because he's the great lawyer, <laughs> great defense lawyer. Amen. And the devil had to run. Glory to God. So, hey, Praise the Lord. You know, my dad is important. But you know what? So is every other person. You know? But in, so, so, so you got, we, out of that, what I'm trying to say is let the love of God influence you. Whatever that you might know in your mind that may be negative about somebody, you cannot let that be in your mind. Those are the accusations of the enemy against a person. Amen? So, I mean, if we're called to pray for somebody, whatever that we may know negative, or whatever that, that we, we totally lay it aside. We're gonna, if you cannot pray with the love of God, then might as well don't. Amen? The love of God is not fault-finding. The love of God is going to be the love of God. Amen? And it's going to fight for the person. And so John, uh, John, let me go to John. I need to go to John 1930. Oh, you got it going. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. So here we see somebody, oh, the Lord Jesus. Because he, I, I'm going to sh share with you two examples. Two people that finished. They finished what they started. They got it done. They never quit until what they were called to God to do got finished. Jesus is our example. Amen. Second Timothy four seven. Then we'll see the Apostle Paul. Uh, he also finished, and so we don't just want to finish because we're putting time, right? But we want to do it. We we want to do it the right way. We want to live out our lives, compelled by love, to fulfill. 
the call that God has appointed as a destiny in our lives. We're motivated by love. Amen? Every one of us in the body of Christ. We're going to do it. We're going to stay. And we're going to finish. First of all, because we love the Lord. And then, because we're committed to love others. Amen? We're not going to be selfish. We don't want to go in the rapture just because we're tired of this life. And things are getting bad to worse. <laughs> Amen. We're not going to go and tell the Lord, oh, it's a good thing you came because it was just terrible, terrible. <laughs> Amen. I was about to give up, Lord. <laughs> no, we don't want to say that. Amen. Because as long as he's with us and in us, Life is good. And it has purpose. Amen? And so, 2 Timothy 4, 7 says, uh, this is the Apostle Paul, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Praise God. What an example. Amen? You don't have to be an apostle to be able to say that. Just a believer, walking with the Lord. My fight has been good. I have finished. I finished what I was put here to do. Amen? So, again, it's so much easier to be able to do it if we're compelled by love. Love will bring with it joy. Amen? Love will bring with it faith. Love will bring all those other wonderful companions. Praise the Lord. All, the, all of the fruit of the Spirit. So love. Love must be, uh, must be true in prayer. It was, we've talked about these. We talked about John 3.16. Have love. Love from the Father as well. Amen. Love will not just move our hearts, but as it grows and develops, it'll move us into doing something. Amen? I just want to encourage us, and what are we in the time, 746? You see me squinting a little bit, it's because I left my glasses at home. I don't, I don't need them that much. I've gone all day without glasses. And so... And then, um, <laughs> so just squinting a little bit, but to be right here, I don't need them. So I'm okay. <laughs> Romans 8, and don't you all worry, I can, I can drive safely. <laughs> I won't cause any accident. <laughs> Romans 8, verse 26 and 27. Praise the Lord. God can use you. You, you. you don't know that you can be the next intercessor. Now people don't announce themselves through intercessors don't. But you don't know that you 
Maybe you will. Maybe you already are. Praise God. There was a woman, Brother Higgin used to talk about, that she was responsible for, I don't know how many churches that had started all over Texas, right? I think it was Texas. Anyway, she'd, she'd prayed churches and pastors and churches into different towns. Glory to God. You know, he used to say, uh, people will think, oh, uh, when people get their rewards, such and such pastors, such and such pastors are going to get it, you know, because of what they did. And the Lord is going to call these little old lady or these little old men. And, and, and they'll get the greater reward because they prayed it into being. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So um, Romans 8, verse 26 you know, these are, these are types of prayers that the Bible talks about. And um, we've, we've experienced, and once, once you give yourself to it, there's just no substitute. Uh, and you don't make it happen, but if you yield to the Lord, you see we read again, first scripture we read in Ezekiel 22, he, he's, he, he saw for a man that could make up the hedge and stand in the gap. And it said he found none. Uh, we, 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 don't, we don't want to hear, well, I, 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 I tried to get you to pray, but you didn't, so I had to find somebody else. Or... I tried to get somebody to pray, and because nobody did, then such and such tragedy happened. So, you know, again, none of us are Jesus. So don't impose it on yourself. That if, you know, don't don't uh, castigate yourself thinking that things are your fault. But let's yield. The Holy Spirit is looking for volunteers. Amen. For people, men and women that will that will pray. Uh, Romans 8, verse 26. This is one. I want to finish with this tonight. Uh, it's getting later. And this is this is a, a scripture that we base uh, the teaching of interceding with the help of the Holy Spirit. We can't do it without his help. And so right here, it's talking about intercession and how the Holy Spirit helps us in it. And it says, likewise, and you have to read, read it ahead, read the, the verses ahead to know what this likewise is about. It's talking about how that even, even the, uh, the, Ourselves and even even the creation is groaning to for for you know, for the redemption. The creation is saying we need new. We need new, and 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 our own our own uh, selves are waiting for the for the redemption of our body. 
You see, we're redeemed from sickness and disease, but we're not. We still have a mortal body. But there's a groaning. I want I, I want an immortal body. We're going to have it. Soon and very soon. Amen. We're joking this morning, just making a point that uh, Di uh, Diane, uh, probably in the rapture, you know, we're all going to hear her, woo! <laughs> Amen. Uh, because we were saying, what are we going to do when we're raptured? You know, how are we going to react? <laughs> you know, it's going to be. Just like that, you know, so we might. But anyway, glory to God. We're going to get to heaven and see one another. Yay! <laughs> glory to God. Amen. Well, you may be surprised. You may never have danced here, but you're going to do it in heaven. <laughs> yeah, glory to God. So anyway, it says, likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself, I crossed out the it because the Holy Spirit is not an it, the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, um, is that the well, Yeah, you gave me the King James. Um, there's, just for the sake of time, let me give you a, a better understanding of this verse and bringing some words from the Greek New Testament. So it says, likewise, the Spirit helpeth. This word helpeth is a compound word. It's In English, it just says helps, but in Greek, it has three or four words, three or four actually. And it means to take hold together with, against. So the Holy Spirit takes hold, takes hold together with us against, and it says against what? Against our infirmities. See how how valuable it is to be able to pray with the help of the Holy Spirit. Because when we know not what we should pray for as we ought. See, that's why it's so important to pray the prayer when we're praying. We're asking the Lord the correct thing. That we're not missing it. Amen. Because we know that when we pray His will, He hears us. Therefore, we have the petitions we ask of him. So right here, the great help of the Holy Spirit, this word, help, means to take hold together with, against. So in other words, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid. He comes, you know, he's, he's who was it? The other day we were talking about um, something in the Amplified Bible. And, and how that uh, uh, Terry Sloan had caught it, SOS, remember? Uh, and so he, we cry out SOS, and he comes, and he's our helper. 
the Holy Spirit. Amen. And it says he helps our infirmities. Now the word here, infirmities, in the Greek, it can be translated different ways. And right here, really, the most correct translation is our inability to produce results. So the Holy Spirit comes and takes hold together with us against our inability to produce results. You know, we, we want results to be brought, uh, but, but we need help. And the Holy Spirit is the helper. See, so where we are not able in and out of ourselves to bring results, if we will yield to the Holy Spirit, he'll come and take hold together with, against, with us against our inability to produce results. Now, you see, we don't drive the Holy Spirit, but we yield to him. We must believe that he, he wants it to happen more than we do. Because he's perfectly motivated by perfect love. Amen? So you see, we have answers for, for the troubles that we go through. If we will give the Lord our time, he will help us. Amen? And so, so it continues to say, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. He prays through us and for us. But it says that he does it with groanings which cannot be uttered. And in the Greek it says, cannot be uttered without articulate speech. In other words, with the speech with which we communicate with one another. So the Holy Spirit comes and he helps us in ways that are not human ways. And sometimes there are groanings. Sometimes, and I say this to you, I'm not saying now then start groaning on your own, but that are, uh, you know, provoke it yourself in the flesh. But, but there are times in prayer where, where you get to the point that you cannot say one word in English and sometimes not even in tongues. How many of you have experienced it? You know, those of you that, that come to prayer regularly, you all know that we'll get to a point to where all that we can do is groan. And you think, wow, you know, thank God that you have this scripture to validate the fact that it's the Holy Spirit doing that. And he's getting, you know, to have somebody that he can come together with against whatever that needs to be taken care of. So he's looking for people that will, that will do that. It, it, so I want to quit uh, with this tonight. Um, and we just, have, we just have a little bit of time, so I don't, I don't think I need, to, I need to let you go. That's what I know. Uh, but I would like to, to come back next week and spend some time 
yielding to the Lord in prayer. You may think, oh, really? But you know what? It's when you pray that you really learn. And you may think, oh, I don't know. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to sound. No, 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 no. You know, I'll finish with these. When I started, that was 1980. I was, I, the Lord had been training me, but it was just by myself. Um, times just by my, by myself, but the Holy Spirit had been training me, and uh, so I was not a, a beginner in that I was used to, to to praying and praying in the Spirit as well. But when I attended the first prayer school at Rama in 1980. At that time, we were few, few would would go. And uh, Patsy Berman, who then became Patsy Caminetti, and uh, Pam Keck, uh, usually, but then there was another girl sometimes. And they would tell us what we were going to pray for. And they would pray right there in the front. And then there was a handful of us. Um, as we went on, maybe there were 10, something like that. But anyway, there was a late, I, I came in. And, and sometimes Brother Hagen would come. He was going to teach healing school right after that. And no, sometimes he did all the time. But sometimes he would start or sometimes we just knew he'd come in. And he had a chair on the platform. And so, but what I meant to say sometimes is that sometimes he would tell us something that he needed us to pray with him about. Otherwise, it was uh, Patsy that would uh, lead it. And uh, there was uh, this lady that, you know, I came in, and there was this lady seated about like where you are. And... Um, Oh, my goodness, our friend we went to school with her helped me. Anyway, uh, names are, are not that important. But, I mean, don't take me wrong, she's very important. Uh, Kathy Creek. Kathy Creek, thank you. And so I, I, um, I sat in the second row on this side. There was this side and this side, you know, sat, sat behind her. And... Oh, wow, we went for a ride. Again, I was, I was used to praying and spending time, I'm mean, not bragging or whatever, just because I needed it. Because here, um, I was the, the uh, um, youth leader in my dad's church, and, and, uh, and, and, and the Lord was bringing so many to him, so many young people. All of a sudden, I have the responsibility to minister to all, all these. Uh, that we grew probably about 100. And oh my goodness, I depended on the Lord to, to help me to do that. So, so I, I dedicate Saturdays sometimes, you know, several hours just to pray, just so that I could go get something from the Lord to minister. Uh, but 
I had never prayed the way that I was about to be exposed. It, 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 it was like, you know. So anyway, I, the best thing that I can tell you, so that when we come back and we do it, I just plugged in. And you know what? From the very first moment I did, I was able to be at the same level they were. Because the Holy Spirit helped me to just plug in. You know, like when you hook up and you just plug in, so then you have the same current going through you. <laughs> you know? And so I remember that we finished, and Kathy Creek turned around to me, and, and we, we introduced each other, and she said to me, so how long have you been praying like these? And I said, this is my first time. She says, really? Well, you prayed just as the rest of us did. And I said, praise the Lord. And I told her, I just hopped on. <laughs> I, told, I just hopped on, you know. And so, praise the Lord, we, you can do that. Just hop on. Just plug in. Amen? Because, because the Lord is looking for people that will just yield and learn to pray. Amen? I thank God that I, that I was able to, to um, my husband, the Lord and my husband facilitated that to me. That for the two years we were there, I was able to go to um, prayer and healing school every weekday. And I learned so much. And we got so many things done in prayer, you know. And so I just sense in my spirit that, and I know that, um, you know, it doesn't take, again, to be too intelligent to know that in this time and in this hour, the Lord is looking for people that will be willing to make up the hedge and stand in the gap. We're going soon. And there are people that need to be born again. And there are Christians that need to come back to the Lord. Amen. This morning before prayer, um, we, we were bringing up the scripture in Isaiah uh, about the burn removing and yoke destroying, anointing. The anointing removes burdens and destroys yokes. Let me tell you, you do not have to. Go through things for a long time that the devil has tried to put damage on you. If the anointing of God, you know, will come on you, praise the Lord, it can destroy that yoke in a split of a second and remove the burden so that you can go free. The Lord doesn't want you to have to go through all the junk that the devil has tried to impose on your life. Amen? Or... And the lives of others. And we can pray for them and help them. Amen. These places are to be full of people that have been set free by the power of God. Every time we come in. Praise the Lord. Well, I don't know if that helped you. But like I heard somebody said, I preached myself happy. <laughs> so, praise the Lord. Take those scriptures and um, go over them. 
and let's all together let the love of God um, work stronger and, and better than ever in our hearts. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you for coming. We love you all. You sure look handsome and pretty tonight. And so go home and have a wonderful night. <laughs> Amen.